banana chips around. No. They were inside it. Except oh. I didn't think There's it was a Death Star. The I thought it yeah. was a really sloppily done symbol. Uh, so. I know. The other I know. Huh? <laughs> it wasn't a three-dimensional. It wasn't a three-dimensional cookie. Welcome, folks. It is Geek Shock number seventy-nine. Uh, this is the year-end edition. I am Master Torgo. I am Doctor Vlog. It is Jeff. Commander K. Dave Raider. And Deb. Wow. How about a lot of people on this one, my friends? Yeah. Yay! Yay! I'm glad we have so many because yeah. well, it's, it's as, a, what, as usually every year at the end of the year, reporting just drops down because everyone's taking a break. No one's doing yeah. anything. And my work, my, my boss said, eh, take another day or two days off. Because yeah. no one's doing anything. I mean, anything. glad for it. Yeah, I know. Wish mine would do that now and then, but wow. <laughs> I'm getting tomorrow <clears> off, <throat> but because of the torrential rain that's going to come. <laughs> right. <laughs> So no one's doing anything, and the weather's miserable. But there's some news, some news, enough we can okay. do a, get a show out of this. Oh, yeah, of course. But I gotta know what geeky things you do this week, you folks. Know, you know what we did. What'd you do? Star Wars cookies and mm-hmm. Star Wars pancakes. Now, anyone who's my Facebook friend uh, will know that I made Star Wars pancakes, because we had these pancake shapers from William Sonoma. Nice. Now, they're shaped like an uh, X-Wing and a TIE Fighter and Millennium Falcon. So, first batch. Okay, I guess I didn't put enough milk in or something. You know, <laughs> keep in mind, when Barry makes pancakes, because okay. he loves making pancakes, he makes them, like, super thin. He does not like fluffy pancakes. Okay. Like so he even. Makes, he makes the really small, like, really thin. So he'll he'll make a stack, like, two stacks, like, this high. Okay, how, I mean, like, like six inches foot. high. Yeah. And he puts them on the table. He's like, okay, it's the two of us. I'm like, really? <laughs> but when you when <laughs> you put these things in the shapers, <laughs> they get, like, big and fat. So these the pancakes are really So really he's not fat. used to it because they're like normal okay. size thickness of pancakes instead of paper And I had to like poke them out of there thing. with a fork and they wouldn't come out. So the X-Wing looked like the X-Wing that Porkins was in. That was Porkins as well. I have a little bit of yeah. a problem here. Yeah. So then I tried a TIE Fighter. Okay. The TIE Fighter's got sharp edges and stuff and all this weird shit. So I was in for trouble. But this time I got smart and I poured more milk in the pancake mix to make it thinner. Okay. Still, it came out like... Darth Vader's TIE Fighter after Episode 4, New Hope, where it got blown around and crappy. So that just was terrible. Reflecting <laughs> against the darkness of space. Yes. Did you remember to mm. coat these uh, shapers with non-stick? So yes, he okay. did. Now yeah. I did. Now he did. <laughs> so I got some of the spray, spray, and the Millennium Falcon came out great. It really did. It tasted like... But it's because it's circular. I realized that <laughs> later. Like, let me try, let me wash the things and try this again. Meanwhile, I'm starving. My pancakes that I've made so far are turning cold. Porkins is dead. So <laughs> I, I get some more. And so some more came out good. But then I just got tired. And as you know what, I'll just make planets. <laughs> so well, The most important question, did you put in chocolate chips? No. No. What kind of heathen are you? He's boring. Uh, uh, the question is, with chocolate. those planets, did you make Uranus? Uranus <laughs> was involved, but it was a couple hours. You know, un- until uh, you said oh, that, it didn't really sh- strike me. But uh, now that Barry's wearing the Empire shirt, it does kind of look like a sphincter. Wow. If you look at it a little bit. The Imperial wow. symbol does not look like a sphincter. you assholes, man. <laughs> Why do you guys keep calling me an asshole? Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's that. So in the Empire, it's one in the pink, two in the stink. <laughs> 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 yeah, what'd you guys That's do? That's a Star Wars joke. <laughs> Kirsten, what geekiness do you do? Oh, me? Yeah. What? Geeky? Um, uh, uh, well, there was a whole bunch of game playing this weekend. Yeah. Lots of, game game lots of card games and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Cause I went How to many the, games did we play over uh, the last two uh, I don't know. We played quite a few. Oh, 
right yeah, on the Yeah, we did. You go to someplace house for Christmas and you play games. Right. <laughs> Pit, which was a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Very interesting game. Very interesting. Uh-huh. You knew the story yeah. was going to come. No. What? I, 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 <laughs> what? I'm talking about Pit. Yeah, this see. game is like, what, over 100 years old? It's yeah. based on uh, stock exchange trading. Uh, I now know I don't ever want to be a trader. <laughs> um, well, not with Deb in the room. Yeah, well, you hey. know what? You know what was interesting <laughs> is the women were winning most of the rounds. Mm-hmm. That wasn't that. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Deb so. got so excited. She oh, said, I win! I win! And then fell off her stool, crushing the box that came in. Okay, now mind you, those stools. <laughs> The stools we have, we have the chairs that came with our table, and then we had these stools that are just like those Stool? cheap They're $15 like stools. stools. Oh, They're yeah. not oh, very yeah. supportive. So blame the amount of money I paid for the stools. Yeah, that's right. If yes. these were $50 so stools, folks, she's not going wait, wait, anywhere. The, the stool broke? No. No. Oh. It, tipped, it tipped over, <laughs> and I kind of fell. Uh, kind of fell. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Not Twice. Kind of. Twice. <laughs> yeah. It's like gravity kind of working. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Let's yeah. just say I was very impressed with the fact that I was also sitting by the back door where we keep my dog's water dish. I didn't, I didn't knock it over. I didn't hit it. Mm-mm, I just hit the box, smashed so, it into. So you pieces. fell gracefully into the box. Into the brand new box. This is the first yeah. time we'd played this game. I saw it. It yes. looks like the boxes from the sixties. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that game of Monopoly that your parents have had on their shelves for three <laughs> well, years. You know, what? Missing, yeah. you know what? You know what? You, Deb, you were. I think you were saved by your basic condition. So it was just like because I, I remember a story some friends told. Years and years and years ago, they they wanted to do this skit and they wanted to do this thing about fake incompetent acrobats, right? <laughs> so what they did is the the whole little teeter totter thing where you jump down and you hit, except that uh, they scored the board so that it would break, right? Now this is a year end party at some company. They're all drunk off their ass, utterly drunk, and they put the board upside down (gasps) and as jeff will no doubt be able to relate the physics to you when you put the scored side down it does not work and this guy hit the board and the other guy flew into the air (laughs) and he was so drunk he was totally like a rag doll so he just (laughs) and hit and didn't break a bone hurt himself dislocate nothing and it was because he was so drunk he didn't stiffen up right he flew into the air but it's just it's, I bet he got a laugh out of it. Well, he yeah, I will tell you, saved his life. Oh yeah. <laughs> the next day, I had to I had to work, and uh, I was walking into Mimi's, and my whole like side was sore. I was like, great. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I hit it, and I didn't realize I hit it. Until well, that I was side, walking you, into yeah. work. Well, the, the where you were at the table, that side was where there were no people. So yeah, if you were going down, you were going down in that direction. So mm-hmm. pick a good game with a physical component. <laughs> indeed, indeed, very interesting. And a lot of swear words. Ila Dorna, is that how that's pronounced? Isla Dorna. Isla Dorna? Yes. That's, uh, yeah, okay. That's the Fantasy Flight game we played? Yeah, I liked that one. Yeah. Isla Dorada. Isla Dorada. Oh, Isla Dorada. Okay. Yeah. Better, yeah. Big thumbs up. Game. Um, so, we played some Cthulhu dice. Cthulhu dice. dice. That was interesting. Infighting. Zombie dice, which um, was. Uh, yeah, Cthulhu always Zombie wins. dice, which had a great 10 brain run in wow. one round. Yeah. Woohoo! We played Animal with Flinch Deck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I played Animal on uh, uh, Pandora earlier. Listeners, please send in your emails. <laughs> That's a Def Leppard joke. Of uh, <laughs> difficult to say animal names. Polysyllabic, four syllables or more, very hard to say. Yes. Because that's the key to that game. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. As Justin Chinchilla Alameda could attest to. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. Dave Ritter, Jeff, what geeky things you do? Uh, well, I uh, I watched uh, Batman Superman Apocalypse on Blu-ray. Thumbs up, thumbs down? Uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot, actually. It's based off the, I think it was Jeff Loeb's Superman reboot. But okay. uh, I liked, er, the, well, the reintroduction of Supergirl, because... As everybody knows, uh, Crisis and Infinite Earths, they killed off uh, Supergirl, what, like almost 25 years ago, maybe mm-hmm. longer? And they, they, brought her, they brought her back in 2003 in this, um, in this graphic novel, and then uh, the DVD is basically the, the movie version of that. And it's, I thought it was really well done. Plus, it's got very a lot faithful? of... Lot of yeah, very faithful. Uh, they changed a, mi- a few minor things. In the story, nothing that would really truly hurt the overall okay. story. The ending Good. ending was changed a little bit. They didn't doomsday it, is what you're saying? Yeah, they didn't. Oh. They didn't doomsday it. So nice. What'd that and then I also oh. I got my hoodie that I'm wearing. At, yeah, the uh, Batman hoodie. Yeah, yeah. It's an awesome nice. Batman hoodie. And like, nice. like I got it at Walmart. Cheap. Yeah, super cheap at Walmart. I was like, this can't be seventeen dollars. This fly? is seventeen dollars. <laughs> uh, I'm working on that. Yeah, so because it's Walmart. Not for seventeen dollars. Give Walmart any of your money, no matter how cheap it is. Oh, they're fine. No, they're not. No, yeah. fly Target's the one I have the problem with, but that's that's an entirely other story. <laughs> uh-huh. What did you do? I watched a bit of uh, older Cartoon Network cartoons like uh, Dexter's Lab. Oh, I love oh, nice. Dexter's Lab. Uh, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Nice. Uh, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. I wish that freaking Cartoon Network would release all of them. Like on DVD? On DVD, not just the first season or two and say, ah, fuck it. <laughs> Then they do the Animaniacs that did the first season. That was it. No more. Really? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. I like, used to they, love that show. That's a popular one. For hey, but they just cartoon. released the uh, Metal Aquip season three. Well, see, that one, that, the Adult Swim ones, they're doing fine on those. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's the younger yeah. crowd stuff that... Well, and the ones out. that were, you know, back in the 90s, and they're like, well, it's old enough that I mean, we don't have to put it on DVD because people can just find it on the web somewhere. Like the Back to the Future cartoon? Oh, God, I remember that. <laughs> With, um, with the doc wow. and his wife and the kids and the train, yeah. So they don't release that, but yeah, they release Tim and Eric, awesome show, great job. But again, that's uh, that's adult adult garbage. Swim. Yeah. It's garbage. It's adult it's swim. swim. Released. It is garbage. It's, they sent it's that utterly, to me in the mail to review. Oh, I reviewed it all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know who likes that? Paul. Of course he does. Yeah, I know he does. And speaking of Back to the Future, that's what I did this week. The Back to the Future, the video game came out on Steam from Telltale Games. It's that old uh, Sierra Online style oh, point and click. I but love it. What's ama- it's, it's nothing new in the way of gameplay, but what's great about this game is they got uh, uh, Doc Brown back, the voice of Doc Brown. Uh, the, Christopher Lloyd. Yep, the same guy. They got a guy to do Michael J. Fox's voice spot on. Yeah, it wow. was really good. The music is all there, so it feels like a Back to the Future story. It's a continuation after part three. So it's, I don't know if it's an official sequel, but it certainly feels like one if it isn't. Mm-hmm. And I'm enjoying it so far. I mean, if you're, you're not a fan of the point-and-click adventure, it's not going to win you over. But if you're a fan of Back to the Future... Point-and-click adventure, a la King's Quest, Police Quest, that type of thing? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, same, same kind of deal. But if you want more of that story, it's a great way to get it. Cool. Awesome. Oh, and uh, I don't know if you saw the preview or not for uh, Red State... No, I did not. Oh, my God. It looks good. It does not look like a Kevin Smith film. I've, I've been hearing that. I've actually been hearing that a lot. It's, uh, so it's, it's not a talking head film? 
uh, can't t- I don't know as far as that's going because it, it starts off with a that uh, ABC special t- like TV special used to twirl in da 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 you know that, but then it goes into this just these cuts and this just scary religious music, and it really feels creepy. It feels a lot like uh, uh, oh shoot, religious? Not no, no? not religious. That doesn't sound, feel like a comedy at all. It feels like a horror can't. movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a... Oh, I can't remember it, so I'm moving on. Good story! But yeah. Anyway, feels great. Looks great. I can't wait to see it. It's coming out in March. Okay. Wow. So real That's, fast. Yeah. But that's it. So, you know what? what Since I can't remember that, don't give a shit. It's news you don't give a shit about. News you don't give a shit about. There we go. <clears throat> Get it out of the way. That's right. From the New York Times. It's, just, it's, continu- it's the conti- continuing saga, friends. Here we go. Oh, boy. One of the lead actresses in Broadway's Spider-Man Turn Off the oh, Dark. Oh, boy. Yeah, Natalie Mendoza, who suffered a concussion during the musical's first preview <laughs> performance last month, is leaving the production, according to two people who work on the show and spoke on condition of anonymity. They spoke on condition of anonymity because... Anemone. That's anemone. Because the producers have forbid public comments, given that lawyers and others are still fine-tuning the language to explain Ms. Mendoza's departure, a artistic loss and embarrassing blow to the production. Uh, Ms. Mendoza, Mendoza played Arachne, your, your favorite character, Barry, a spider-villainess who has a major role in Peter Parker's Becoming Spider-Man and who becomes obsessed with the superhero. Uh, Arachne is a signature creation of the show's director, Julie Taymor. It's fucking uh. Charlotte. Much, yeah, Charlotte's web. And much yeah. of the Act 2 story revolves around Arachne, and Ms. Taymor has collaborated closely with Mendoza on developing a distinctive look and manner for the character. Arachne delivers the music musical's title number turn off the dark and sings on five other songs including act one turning point rise above and the finale love me or kill me on sunday ms mendoza wrote on her facebook page that she was grateful to be down to two nausea tablets and four painkillers per day to cope with her concussion wow that show's gonna kill someone (laughs) and it sucks oh it's uh wow it's i really wanted to do well but it's it's just just watching the toilet what Bull spin. That whole show is an embarrassment to the production. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about <laughs> getting the language I'm, I'm right. actually surprised that more actors haven't decided to just step out and be like, I don't want my name touched to this anymore. They well, well it, it, it's yeah, a tricky stop. thing. It's a tricky thing in performance, too, because uh, stepping out like that uh, is... Uh, contract breach and stuff? Like uh, well, con- there are yeah. legal reasons, contract breaching, but also uh, s- stepping out in uh, 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 kind of like a performer's credo type of thing. You know, I mean, it, it this one... Th- now this this one. Well, yeah. I it, think you know. being in that show would give you a bad that's name. What, that's not, what I'm saying. Not necessarily, saying, actually. A lot, especially if you're an actor and you're in a show that bombs, um, a, most of that will fall on the producer's and director's shoulders unless your particular performance I guess I, stank. Yeah. So, so you can escape in that regard, and so. you know what? It, your name keeps getting brought up and brought up and brought up over and over again. Your your name gets to be known all of a sudden, where before people would reliability know who is. reliability Ms. is Mendoza, huge. It's absolutely huge for an actor. It is being showing up, knowing your lines, and hitting your marks, and being there fifteen minutes before your call time will often make the difference in whether or not you're getting work. Yeah, you know, overall. 
beyond talent and 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 other things. So so just stepping out, even in something like this, which is physical dangerous. Although this, I think there's some leeway. But yeah. also, performers are funny. I mean, I think you know, I think Todd would attest that if you do manage to stick this sucker out. Uh, and it goes off. Whether it goes off w- good or ill, if you come out of it unscathed, then uh, you've, you've got some street cred. Yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. a challenge <laughs> right there, coming out <laughs> yeah. unscathed. So, I don't know. I some, just... Something tells me it's not going to be a touring production of the show. Oh, no. my God. No. Oh, my God. My heart goes out to everybody involved. And, you know, Julie Taymor is very imaginative. So, oh, she, I, really wish, I really wish it could come together. But, boy, it really does sound scary. It does. Boy. It does. February is now the o- opening date. Oh. They pushed it back a little bit. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. Uh, WikiLeaks founder uh, Julian Assange uh, seemed to imply in a recent interview that Bank of America would be the major bank about which WikiLeaks planned to release leaks, WikiLeaks, I said links too, planned on release a vast amount of potentially damaging information early next year. Forbes security columnist Andy Greenberg has his doubts, but Bank of America seems to be taking no chances. According to domain name Wire, Bank of America has been quietly buying up hundreds of domain names related to how their executives suck or blow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. From domain name Wire, for example, the company registered a number of domains for CEO Brian Moynihan. There's BrianMoynihanBlows.com, BrianMoynihanSucks.com, BrianTMoynihanBlows.com, and BrianTMoynihanSucks.com. Just to be sure, it also picked up the net versions of these names and some orgs as well. Uh, I count hundreds of such domain names registration on December 17 alone. They're registered through an intermediary that frequently registers domain names on behalf of large companies. Some other names are for the CFO, Charles Noski, Chairman of the Board, Charles Holiday, and Board Member, Charles Rosati, who is also Senior Advisor of the Carlisle Group. Is it all just sucks and blows? Pretty much sucks and blows and probably other iterations thereof. Wow. If they're doing this beforehand, you know they got something bad on them. <laughs> oh. Is there any particular reason why he's, hold, why he's waiting? Is it, I mean, you know. Well, there's a reason. Uh, the reason why they're only releasing a few things at a time is it because there's so much good shit in the WikiLeaks documents okay. that if you released it all at once, Saturation. half of it would just get buried. Get lost. Okay, and that's a good point. I see you. Yeah, so they're releasing right. it bit by bit. All right. Because he has yeah. been talking he about... he in trouble with some foreign country. No, that's all trumped up bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But uh, if he ever gets screwed in a bad way, oh, you, you, everyone has the documents. You yeah, know, just, I have them. You just unlocked You it. know what? On, on, on Assange's thing, uh, there was a, a little mini blow up on the, the internet last week when uh, because Michael Moore uh, was the one who brought out the fact that apparently one of the women accusing Assange of his uh, uh, molestation or whatever the hell it is he did. Something in Sweden, yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael Moore says she has some kind of a distant connection to the CIA. Oh yeah, oh yeah. my god! And so, so you got the conspiracy theory CIA thing on one side. <laughs> then you've got rape victim advocates mm-hmm. going ape shit oh, over god. Michael Moore. Um, you know, like uh, bringing up a, a cloud of uh, credibility over the the victim's announcement. Mm. It was actually quite the little miniature let, blow up. Let the special interest groups collide. Oh my lord! Doesn't anyone was... think it's just a little convenient that they bring up this charge now? It's Honestly, about to embarrass a bunch. Of I don't people. know what's going on. And certainly, the really? conspiracy mind says that we don't know it. We don't know. Oh, We're not I privy you, to. you didn't know what's going, oh, going in, on in general. Yeah. No, I just play Back to the Future the video game. 
Valid. That's a valid way to live, sir. And pinball. And lots of pinball. <laughs> yes, very as well. Every time I come home, all I hear is ding, 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 ding. That's all, all Jeff get... hears too, I think. I hear, I hear, God damn it. God damn it. I was so close to beating Barry's record. Oh, Here's the lot. Here's a lot. <laughs> I got oh, one finger man. held up. Oh, or, or this is the other one I'll get. He's like, want to see something cool? <laughs> yeah, that pisses me off. <laughs> I don't like when you show him cool things. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. George Lucas. Uh, <laughs> next. Spent five years combing through every single frame of the entire Star Wars saga for Star Wars Frames, a handcrafted book collection that tells the rise and fall of the Skywalker clan. The kicker, Lucas is only making 1,138 of them. Location of the kick, the ass cheek that holds the wallet. The book costs $3,000. Oh my god. As Howard Rothman, the head of Lucas Licensing, puts it, Lucas felt that there were interesting works of design in each frame of the Star Wars saga, so the writer, director, producer, guru went through the million-plus images that, comp- that, uh, that comprised the six films and hand-selected 1,400 of them, individual frames, that would show off the series' strong cinematography and tell the story through its defining moments. In an effort to confound really rich Gift givers, the Star Wars picture book isn't going to go on sale until after the holidays, January 8th, 2011. <laughs> uh, well, At what that... point did he just give up on even attempting I will writing say... <laughs> or, or, or even producing anything other than Star Wars or Indiana Jones? Because I'm just... I'm... It's like he's devoted his entire life to squeezing every last red cent well, he's got, out of Star you know, Wars. He has a special effects company and all that stuff. He really doesn't need no, he doesn't. to do another movie. He's got toy licenses. Barry has the answer he does. back at his home. He does. What's it? No, I bought him the book, The Secret yes, History he does. of the oh, well, Star Wars. He actually, that, that, that night, he started reading it already. Because so, yeah, didn't he write like Radio it. Days? Or not Radio Days. Uh, I don't think Radio, La- Radio Land Murders. I don't think he wrote it. Yeah. No, I'm, it was a decent film. We couldn't have written it. <laughs> oh, so you're gonna make me go to the internet, aren't you? Quick to the internet. It is a pre- it is a very pretty book set. You'd expect so at that price point. Uh, but pretty you know, better be the least of it on hand stitched uh, <laughs> hand stitched books. But what gets me it's is that be easy too. It's, it, there's as far as I can gather by what I saw. I saw a video on the production before the show, just so I know what I was talking about. And it just seems to be page after page. Of just one single frame chosen by George Lucas, with maybe a bit of explanation, if that. You just picture. To so picture, it's a three thousand dollar picture book. Luke staring yes. at two sons. Yeah. Wow. wow. Luke wanting to go to Tashi. You know station. what's an even better picture book? The movies, because there's <laughs> lots of pictures and they move and there's sound. You, I like those a lot better. Wow. You know what? The uh, Star Wars C and Say book for kids is uh, also has some pretty good pictures. Yeah, the, the pop up book, too. the yeah. Star Wars yeah. pop up, and book. those move a little. I'd yes. rather have the yes, Tauntaun sleeping bag. If you pay me $3,000, I'll take my Star Wars figures over to your house and I will act out the entire goddamn movie. That, the first movie, not this prequel bullshit. No, for, the, for the whole, that price, I want all of it. You want all of it? I, I, thought, you always, memorized. I thought you always say the first movie. The Holiday Special and Clone forward. Wars, too. Yeah. Yes, that's right. <laughs> okay, well, I need to get more figures, but I will and do I, this. I also want you to act out the story of Star Wars Galaxies. Uh, so many jokes. So many jokes. <laughs> Brain. Oh. Low-hanging fruit. Low-hanging fruit. Low-hanging fruit. Not gonna take it. 
<laughs> oh, and certain fan fictions too. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no slash fiction. Slash fic. Ah, possibility. Actually, actually, I'm changing the whole thing. I want it to be all slash fic now. Yeah. <laughs> the one that's titled "I Shot First. News you don't give a shit about. There is a new watch on the market for those of you who still haven't found that perfect gift. It's like having a cold, harsh dose of reality strapped to your wrist. It's called the accurate, because the hour hand reads the word remember, while the minute hand reads you will die. So while technically that uh, sentence only comes in a perfect alignment at 9.15 a.m. and p.m., the message remember you will die will stick with you the entire day. It's available from Mr. Jones Watches directly for $145 for the regular model and $150 for a special edition model, which features a case coated in a black PVD for a long-lasting finish. Why? Wow. Why? <laughs> and why does it cost that much? Because <clears throat> it's a watch. Yeah, and that's, that's all it is. That's stupid. Yeah. Why do people... Oh, that's right. News I don't give a shit about. <laughs> I, always, I get angry at the things you say, and I realize I shouldn't because I shouldn't he be... He did write Radioland Murders, by the way. He did write it. He did write it. Wow. That was back before he broke. Wrote the, st- wrote, wrote the story. <laughs> Didn't do the screenplay from what this is saying. Okay, but, so he wrote the but story. But he wrote the story. Yeah. Uh, how, uh, how could he have done that movie? There were no action figures. I don't know. I Come just on, remember bro- that I want a, a Brian Ben-Ben action figure. Who doesn't? Uh, I don't know what the hell you're even talking about. Me either. Okay, that makes, Dream that, on, that's an interesting question. Barry. So if, if he <laughs> wrote the story to Star Wars, but someone else wrote the screenplay... Would it have been a better series of movies? You mean like uh, Empire and uh, Jedi? Mars, Kazdan, and uh, oh, Lee Brackett? Yeah. I'd say the answer is yes. What about uh, the people? He's a great story person. He just needs to stay away from writing dialogue. <laughs> dialogue? Yeah. There was a lot more wrong with episode one, two, and three than just dialogue. No, but that it was It starts key. with it, though. That was key. It's key, yeah. Was Ra- Radio Land... Uh, forgive my Lucas ignorance. Radio Land Mirror... Murders was after the first trilogy, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, because what? Yeah, it was like take place uh, like the late eighties, early nineties, something like that. Uh, no. I, I want to say mid nineties. Okay, I can't. Because wasn't he, I mean his? It might have been early nineties. His first wife was a screenwriter, wasn't was it? she? Was she? Well, I don't know. I, I can't I, remember. I don't know. I, I can't remember, and I'm wondering because you know, so many stories of that where uh, the wife is like the editor or the the writer, and and. When a divorce comes along, the per you know the guy's subsequent work you know, blows. Well, so <laughs> now I'm sure she's just empty inside. So yeah, <laughs> with her hundreds of millions, yeah, empty and action figures. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, news you don't give a shit about: Beverly Hills Chihuahua Two. And that's it for the news you don't. Give a shit about. Ah! What do you mean? Hey, what do you mean? Hey, that sounded defenseful. No, okay. a little bit. I was like, no, like, hey, don't, don't don't pick on Beverly Hills Chihuahua. No? All right. Do, Check do, in. Do, Disney do, occasionally do, puts do, out garbage. Do, 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 it's okay do, to admit do, do, it. Yes, it is okay to admit it. I definitely admit that freely. Um, all right. I'm giving you the chance now to, to defend Beverly Hills no. Chihuahua, if you'd like. No. I love Disney, but yeah, they yeah? can go okay. with that. Right. Oh, I thought you were going to make me defend Beverly Hills Ninja there for a second. I'm like, yeah, I got nothing. Chris Farley, Chris Rock, that's about it. That was great. Has there been any movie besides... Beverly Hills Cop and Down and Out in Beverly Hills that had the word Beverly Hills that was good. True Beverly Hills? I don't know that oh one. <gasps> oh! 
Yeah. That, <laughs> oh my that, God. That's uh, my mom and sister's <laughs> movie. Shelley Long. Yeah, yep, it's Shelley an awesome Long. movie. We're the truth from Beverly Hills. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not taking it home. I might have to see it. All right. I think Todd's thrown down the gauntlet, ladies and strong, gentlemen. Make a Beverly Hills titled movie that is great. Yeah. Beverly Hills Terminator. Beverly Hills Commando. <laughs> so far, these are stuck in the way in the 80s. <laughs> yes, they Beverly are. Hills Twilight. No. <laughs> you already have that. Yes. Yeah. It's called uh, well, the actual Twilight both, movies. The Beverly Hills movies that we've seen suck and Twilight sucks. Maybe it'll just, you know, two wrongs make Balance it Balance it out. I don't know. I don't think so. Can you so. really go mm-hmm. wrong with that much sucking? <laughs> Two negatives don't always well, make it positive. Very directed. <laughs> anyway, you we both. All right, we can geek. Yeah, enough of this thank crap. you. Please, <laughs> there's got to be something <laughs> good. For the love of God, too. All right. Well, back in the '90s, free AOL installation CDs were everywhere. Oh yeah, yeah I had one. Yeah. All right. Thanks Hell, as recently my- as like. Earlier yeah. this decade, they used to too. mail them to you yeah. all the time. Yeah, but not like you, the, yeah, then. That was like oh, everywhere. They were in like every magazine too. Un- unsolicited direct mailing. Oh, no, think, yeah, every I think almost every month we get one. We've been in stores. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, proclaiming some number of free hours, they you know cutting edge of dial up subscription service. A good number of them, you know, they end up in trash and frisbees and that sort of thing. Right, coasters. But uh, for all the annoyances caused by these discs, former AOL executives say they did what they were supposed to do. Give the company a huge install base such that even today, 40% of AOL's revenue comes from dial-up subscriptions. And But how much did it cost to get there? AOL's former CMO, uh, Jan Brandt, tells uh, TechCrunch that the discs cost more than $300 million, maybe more, to make. And at one point... In total. Yes. At one point, 50% of the CDs produced worldwide had an AOL logo on it. But AOL was happy with the investment. At its peak, it logged a new subscriber for every six seconds. For wow. every disc out there, they made at least 35 Well, because for a long time, when, dial- when internet dialing up was, got- was getting extremely popular when I was in high school, I think almost everybody I knew that was using the internet was using AOL. It's all well, AOL. Well, yeah. let's put this in we perspective. We didn't use it, but at one else point, did. AOL had enough money to buy Time Warner. Yeah. Good thing to remember. I mean, you know, yeah, they've split off the the AOL arm now and it's its own company, but that's not a cheap investment. Mm -mm. No. By any stretch of the imagination. I can't remember how many billions they put down. We should get a lot uh, of stock exchange on my face on them. Uh, CDs containing what? Who cares? It's got no, my it's got, face no on. you have to have a choice. Okay. Or he's, he's small and Barry children. going, I'm great. I'm or awesome. Where is the center hole going to be in I've relation got it. to your face? My mouth. <laughs> Just video clips of Barry we're, doing the we're Barry dance. That. <laughs> that's, that's copyright. Uh, <laughs> there you go, the Barry dance. So, I, I th- well, oh, then you're talking about DVDs. No, I, th- I, think, uh, I think every disc should have a video that starts up of uh, Two Guys, One Horse. Yeah. 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 That would be a good Barry disc. Mm-hmm. And then all the pics from uh, Goatsy Guy. <laughs> How is it I've never put any uh, video of Barry doing the Barry dance on our YouTube channel? Oh, dude. You should. No, we I've had, got tons We had of the it. whole video from England. Every single place we went in England, he did a Barry dance. He would do like a five or ten little second blip. <laughs> in front of the guards. And I've got it all. The tower I've got it all, and he still has to edit it because I got it on you my clip. It. That sounds yeah. like yeah. its own YouTube channel. The Barry. The YouTube slash mm-hmm. Barry dance. Oh, he dance. did it at Stonehenge. He did it at the tower. Um... The, yeah, the Tower of London. Wow. He did it everywhere. Castle, yeah. 
Jesus. All right, Apple, your time has come. According to a recent report by computer security McAfee, a Mac OS X and iOS may become juicier targets for cyber criminals in 2011. Ah. Per the rep- report, more and more companies and consumers are using Apple computers and mobile devices, making them more attractive for people looking to cause widespread problems. Not only is Apple's presence in mobile technology huge and growing, but users regularly and proudly broadcast their allegiance to Apple devices via social media, yeah. making them even more susceptible to hackers targeting Apple's operating systems. That's true. That needs to be dealt with. <laughs> According to PC World, Mac OS X has primarily benefited from being too small of a target to be worth investing the time and effort to exploit. But the rise of the platform, combined with the introduction of the app culture in the upcoming Mac OS X Lion, Give attackers something to work with. McAfee goes on to say that the popularity of iPads and iPhones in business environments and the easily, easy portability of malicious code between them could put many users and businesses at risk in the next year and beyond. Mm. Uh, per McAfee Security Report, all mobile devices will be open to more malicious attacks in the year to come. When, while the weaknesses in Apple security have been compromised on a smaller scale you, during security conferences... It's the lack of security knowledge on the part of the users and the arrogance of the users who think that Apple devices are somehow totally immune to viruses will open it up further, making Apple botnets and Trojans a common occurrence. That's right. Wash those little Apple smiles off their freaking yes, faces. Absolutely. Those smug little... We don't own anything Apple in our house. The only... I have one... I don't think I'm allowed to bring anything Apple in the I have one... I have a little... Do whatever you want. I have an iPod <laughs> shuffle, but it was a present from just, a friend of mine two years ago. Just it down your throat while you were asleep. It's the only Apple device in our entire house. Mm-hmm. Just be prepared to be endlessly chided about it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where the ad campaign that they run that says that, well, you, if you have a Mac, you're safer from viruses than if you have a PC. I actually had a conversation with somebody that was looking to buy a new computer and they were asking me if it was if they should get a Mac because they had had a virus on their PC and I said why don't you have virus protection on your computer I'm like well but if I get a Mac I don't have to do that right and I dun, said dun, dun. Say yeah. no. Yeah. You still have to have some kind of virus protection. That's right. And, and it was trying to explain to them that it's not that Macs are immune to viruses it's that they're just not a a prime target for the people that write these malicious code because their install base is so small. <laughs> You're losing Barry. Barry's off to the bathroom. I don't know why he had to go take a bathroom break. Because this, this yeah, Apple no. discussion yes, is making yeah. him ch- choke on his own uh, bile. Yes. <laughs> you only have to push it once, Barry. And boy, that's a lot of bile to choke. Yeah, oh, really yeah, fun. man. It's yeah, a- I just I have bile. <laughs> Full of it. Full of bile. What do you got? Amazon announced that they sold a record-breaking 158 items per second on Cyber Monday. Good grief. Which, of course, is the Monday after Black Friday. The 150 items per second totaled 13.7 million items ordered worldwide. So how can they handle that in Comic-Con's server? Oh, there it is. I was waiting for it for for someone. It's time for Jeff's Patrick. None. I, maybe it's investment in infrastructure. Have you maybe? been to Comic Con? <laughs> yes. The, ha, have you seen how little money they like to spend on anything? Oh, there we go. Ah. But you know what? Space for something like that, which is going to make them thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. I don't see why they wouldn't. Put, I think put they're in there. just not investing properly. 
That's all. Yeah. They just don't have the person in charge of doing that, doing it properly. You're, you're, well, you do, know, do. it's not surprising that they do that. Uh, it's just like I hear the same thing about uh, Hasbro, parent owner of Wizards of the Coast, who owns D&D. And right. they did the, they did the, uh, the, the uh, Dungeon Digital Initiative. I forget what the hell that DDI stands for. It was their, it was their computer digital interface and... They they did not put a lot of money into it. They did not put a lot of money into it at all. They didn't even buy new servers, you know, and everything to prepare for that. They like had their system and they forced the poor tech people to cobble together this Frankenstein's monster <laughs> of a server. That's in some tech closet uh, oh, somewhere. Dude, I read it on a on a message board, and a guy who used to work there was talking about it. And it it, it I don't even know this stuff, and I'm, what I'm reading is curling the hairs on my head. So they don't, Deb. They do not. They do not tech wise, that computer wise, you know, that's why Amazon's kicking ass, because they're putting their money where they need it. The Comic Con people do Damn. certain things very well. I mean, yes, let's face that's it, they're old comic people and you know, they, they give a lot of love to comics and they give a lot of love to pop culture and the medium in general. Mm. They're just not tech people. Yeah. So but at, at this rate, they're gonna, at this rate it's decision. gonna be a month before Comic Con. They're gonna be like, Well, might as well at this point just Show up and try and buy a ticket. Well, let's face Yay, it. Hey, wristbands! <laughs> Woohoo! I'm, I'm sure there's also a, a you know a cost benefit analysis reason in this because yeah, they're only going to need so much server space for a very short period of time, and then you've got what ten months of downtime that they don't have to worry about. Yeah, they overloaded only sell, servers. What is it? One hundred twenty-five thousand, one hundred fifty thousand something. Yeah, tickets. And so, I mean, all they really need is enough server time to be able to handle that mass input for a very short period of time, and then they've got well, now we've we've got all these servers that are sitting idle for you know, X number. So months. they use someone who has the infrastructure for it. They just rent the space. For yeah, the what would happen well, if they use Ticketmaster? Wouldn't that be kind of you're talking about? We a company discussed that, that primarily before. uses volunteer work, though. We were talking yeah. about yeah. probably yeah. surcharge would probably murder charge. the. Okay, so. Yeah. You go through a separate company that has their own employees and everything, and you just pay them a fee. Aren't to they? Isn't that your membership? What this thing yeah, that they were expecting yeah. is the 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 go to go to Peter and he'll email Paul and and tell John to deliver the gospel or something. <laughs> Why did you we, make we, a Bible we, reference? Yeah. <laughs> well, robbing Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. Okay, there you go. I was playing on that long way around. Yeah. Well, you know, if you'd given him enough time, Jeff would have explained it. That's to you. a Paul joke. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Fart dick. Fart. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> dick ass fart, Paul. <laughs> In what Marvel was calling a major press conference, the company announced this its big event for next year. Marvel Chief Creative Officer Joe Quesada announced that April we will see the release of Fear Itself, a seven-issue series written by Matt Fraction and art by Stuart Imonen. <clears throat> Uh, the series will see the biggest characters of the Marvel Universe taking on a new villain, a god of fear. Aside from the seven issues of the main series, there will also be a prologue issue out in March, which will be written by Ed Brubaker and art, feature art by Scott Eaton. As with past events, the main story will be contained in the main series. However, this series will also spill into a number of regular series and special issues. The number of tie-in issues will approach the number seen during Civil War. Is this to, like their answer to Blackest Night? Uh, no, this is their answer to Civil War and their other ones they've been doing <laughs> all this time. Gonna, I thought they were going to do that for a while. Hey, that's actually right. <laughs> what, no, wasn't there a general announcement that yeah. there wasn't going to be any... Yeah, uh, uh, guess what? 
Wow. I guess, I guess a while means uh, April. Marvel lied to us. Uh, what? It can't happen. Well, they kind of made that statement before Disney bought them, though, right? Hey, you want, oh, you want, oh, that's right. They that's true. Did. So mm-hmm. now, is this Disney Don't pulling know. the reins? Could well, be. we know the story involves the, uh, some whip. kind of big secret that deals with the birth of the Marvel Universe, and that when the secret is revealed, it will change everything. Again. Dun, dun, dun. Again. Again. It's going to happen again. Well, we knew what happened in the beginning. But the story is based this. around the current state of fear that many people experience in their daily lives. Quesada opened the press conference by saying the world can be a scary place, and they, as creators, want to tie into this, also saying the best Marvel stories come from when they tie into real events. And we also know the first issue will be 45 pages with a price of $3.99. Also, Marvel has announced it will be killing off a member of the Fantastic Four next month's issue number 587. What? That's big! Yeah. Can it be Jessica Alba? I don't think she's actually (laughs) in the Fantastic Four. not the comics. She just poorly portrays a character. and (laughs) And at this time, they're not promising a comeback. In a story archetype, fear itself. <sighs> Can you kind of tell with the more the, fan- the recent- Fantastic Four, Human Torch, Mister Fantastic, Invisible Woman, and the Thing have been placed in life-threatening situations? And executive editor Tom Brevoort says, "I think we've given plenty of hints as to who may die. Perhaps too many. While members of the Fantastic Four have died and come back before, such as Sue Storm, Invisible Woman, and Reed Richards, Mister Fantastic." This announcement is making it sound like they're really not kidding this time. Someone actually is going to permanently die as of issue 588. The Fantastic Four, quote, will cease to exist. Though some comic book fans are less than convinced that such lasting change is going to occur, the highly secretive issue to be released in January will be wrapped in black plastic, preventing anyone from leaking the story without making a purchase, and also it will not be sold on newsstands. According to David Gabriel, Senior Vice President for Sales and Circulation, the surprises in this issue and one co- what comes next constitutes one of the biggest events in Marvel history. Wow. Let, me, let me channel my Paul here. What's that? So the, the Human Torch is going gonna, is gonna to burn out. The thing, that was the, that was, is that the guy with man made of rocks? He's going to take a dirt nap. <laughs> That's not even up to Paul Caliber. No. Dude, yeah. that, that is at least <laughs> as corny as the jokes that he does. I'm, I'm surprised you haven't stretched for Mr. Fantastic yet. Well, I was oh, going to say really? the Invisible Woman to... fades into obscurity. <laughs> you know what? I, well, at least there's a set. People. I'm amazed that they even go, hey, guys, we're serious. Because it's like, you know, as soon as there's a major editorial change, everything goes out the window. So even if Caseta as editor-in-chief, dun-dun-dun, is like, yeah, we're going to stick with this. Eventually, he's going to go somewhere, right. do something. Someone will come in. They'll, they brought back Bucky. Once bitten, eight times shy. You know, <laughs> you, what, you know, it used it used to be the mantra. They yeah. haven't brought back Bucky, but they have. Yeah. So, but can you see in the Invisible Woman dying? If yeah, she, make this set. Like, yeah, if she dies, you can't see for, it. Uh... Oh, okay. Well, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I just I, like walking through the lab. Can see that? Over Great. We just what collected the whole set. Thanks. There you go. <laughs> this was uh, somewhat amusing. <laughs> Former Wizards of the Coast employee David J. Henry is fo- facing felony charges. For stealing rare Magic the Gathering cards from Wizards of the Coast. Nice. <laughs> really? The theft was brought to Wizards' attention after an employee noticed a vendor selling various rare cards at a Magic the Tur- Tournament in Portland, Oregon, and perform- performed some undisclosed fancy detective work and linked the vendor to Henry. 
Wizards of the Coast launched a, an investigation, found that Henry took over 70 trips to the storage unit where magic cards were kept, which is apparently many more trips than his job would have required him to take. Wizard met with the vis- vendor and were able to recover 1,753 cards worth a bit under $45,000. Wow. Since it is known that the vendor sold some of the cards prior to their recovery, the total value of the stolen cards is thought to be much higher than the 45000 value given. Uh, after he was arrested, Henry admitted to stealing 200 cards, though prosecutors are claiming he stole all of the sold and recovered cards. Huh. Hey, hey, kid. Boy, he's a, I got I got a black lotus for sale. Do you want it? Or maybe a mox diamond or mox sapphire. <laughs> Easy, just $20. Fill off the back of a truck. Great thing is we all know what that is. Yeah. Yes. How about you, listener? Do you know what that is? <laughs> what do you think I did in college and instead of, you know, learn? We sat up in the honors lounge and played magic. Like lame asses. Nerd. Uh, speaking of nerd, uh, Paul nerd. Rubens. Paul Rubens brought back his famous Pee-wee character for the 2010 Pee-wee Herman show on Broadway. Which premiered right. last January in Los Angeles and will conclude its New York Broadway run on January 2nd. HBO announced Tuesday that immediately following the end of the run, they will shoot the production to air sometime in 2011. So, if you weren't able to go out and see Pee Wee, Miss Yvonne, Cowboy Curtis, Cherry, Jombie, and the rest, you will soon get your chance. Tell me Lawrence Fishburne is I, in that. I don't know if he'd, uh, <laughs> he re- redone his... Uh, I used to love that show on Cowboy. Saturdays. I think he's a little too busy with CSI right now. You Screw think? that. I'd go back to be Cowboy Curtis if I were him. How awesome with that. He's also a little bit heavier than he was. Yeah, Cowboy, Cowboy Curtis, Curtis ate some of those cows. I'm sure, I'm sure Miss Avon isn't the same Miss Avon either. So Pee-wee. Wasn't she the well, chair? kind of the same. No, that Miss Avon. Miss Avon was someone else. She was, uh, she was, was the pretty the girl that lived Oh, Cherry was the yeah. chair. Oh, yeah. She might not be the same. Ditsy, ditsy girl. How old is Pee-wee? He's got to be in the 50s, yeah. Does he age? Uh, you can see a little bit under the makeup, but uh, he still, still pretty much looks the same. That's awesome. Uh, speaking of awesome, Me. early last week, it was reported that a Gundam statue was being built in a park in China. It was being built to light Christmas up for the folks around the area. Well, the statue was done, and now the park is denying that the statue ever existed and has removed the entire thing from the park, including pictures of it from its site. This happened after the head of the tall monument was suddenly covered when reports of some sort of copyright lawsuit emerged on the web. So, going over the whole situation, some park wanted to make a bootleg statue in order to bring revenue to the park. When told it looked like a Gundam statue, the park claimed that it was a completely original design, and it was by accident that it looked similar to a Gundam design. Then they covered the head in order to do some modification to prevent a lawsuit to happen, and now it's completely gone. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's lame. It never existed. That's lame. Welcome to China. <laughs> mm, yeah, right. We don't have enough giant There's video of it statues. out there. I'm sure there are. <laughs> no, seriously. If anyone here is here, if anyone listening is somehow in a position to be in charge of statues. Yeah. I don't know that that's a job. I think it, I think I think, I think there's a I think there's a weird statue czar. Go ahead. Okay. Make some robot statues. Yeah, here? Yeah. Giant robot statues. How are we ever going to tell kids in the future weird stories about the past that are complete and utter fun lies unless we have some giant statues to back it up? <laughs> hey, kids, you weren't here for the robot wars of 2033. 
What robot war? Look at the statue! There needs to be a Chewbacca statue, an official somewhere in a park Chewbacca statue. And how is Paul ever going to pilot a giant city-defending robot if there's not a statue to say he actually did it? Yeah. And see, you can put the statues out there, and some of them can actually be the city-defending robot, but because we tell everyone they're statues, no one will know which one to target in the preemptive strike. Aha, see? Yeah. And then Paul can run to his park statue, climbing up the butt of the statue and get inside his giant robot and save the day. Not before making a joke about it. His giant robot, Rubber Wang. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't we have giant robots in war and stuff? Didn't anyone ever think you want a low profile? The M1 Abrams tank is actually shorter than most conventional tanks, specifically to like throw off the calibration of Soviet aiming. Of course, decades later they compensate below like uh, radar and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. well, that too. Yeah, yeah. You treetop height and yeah. There's something to be. You don't want to be tall in war. There's something to be said about to freak-out ability, where if you saw a tank coming through, okay, yeah, it's a tank. Oh, that, that sucks. Yes, but, but if, if you, you see, see a giant robot with fire and teeth and missiles, yeah, so they fire, yourself, they fire yeah. a nuclear sure, missile in the first at battle, it very And then in distance. the second battle, when a, a smart well, a few of those, tank captain has his guy blow it to smithereens, everyone's like, woohoo! And that's why the robots have to jump. Tall and bipedal means easy to hit and wobbly. Yes. And bear in mind, they're just now creating functional exoskeletons for that are that actually work. That you know that people can wear like an alien. Pick, yeah, yeah. They can pick up things, cool. and um, they're talking about uh, being able to help paraplegics walk again. So, so I mean, just now. So is that our new catchphrase? America, get away from it, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. The robots would work if you gave them shields. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, a little holiday cheer, which uh, usually doesn't go with this name, but hey, let's do it. Motley Crue co-founder bassist Nikki Six is playing Not So Secret Santa to children in North Carolina being treated for cancer. On December 10th, a 45-year-old man robbed the hospice of its console system and games. While Six, when Six heard about it, he decided to do what he needed to do to find a way to help. He is a radio host now. Six reached out to Sony, EA, Disney, Nintendo, and Microsoft to help the children. He also talked about it on his radio program, showing that they do have souls. All the companies donated games for the children and replacement consoles. Now, like this might seem like a small thing to you or I, it's a big deal to children who need a distraction when going through the agonies of cancer treatment and recovery. And on a related note, Providence Division Police Department have captured the man that stole the items. A 45-year-old Charles Hinton was taken into custody for the crime December 18th. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Nikki Six has a radio program? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a radio DJ now. Where? Uh, I don't know. Oh, well. I'm going to guess Atlanta by that, but who knows? Interesting. Yeah, I would guess that, too. Strange life he's lived. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing that, uh, well, I mean, Child's Play is, has provided games for... Yep. Uh, children in hospital situations and like that for, for years. And so. raised over $2 million this year. Right? Yeah. yeah. A banner year for them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I think, actually, our I, our gaming cohort, didn't Justin? Actually, he uh, made a donation in our names, in the gaming group's names. Oh, brilliant. I oh, think nice. to Child's Play. I think he just yeah. told me this. Uh, he oh, did some kind him. of gaming we'll donation for him. sick children, and he did it in our names. You That's know what, cool. Almeida? I'm a sick child. 
Why don't you just give the money directly to me and you would cut out the administrative cost? There, there's a difference between your sickness and theirs. Yeah, mental illness is yeah. not what these kids are going and through. And there's no difference oh, between the child. Oh, you're going to split hairs with me? Come on. Well, there's plenty of that hairs to split on you. Yeah. <laughs> sure. you're, you're not exactly dying as fast as they are, Barry. Oh, see, it's semantics. It's speed of death. Wow. Yeah, it is semantics. Speed of death. And you're not going through brutal cancer and that is the Spider-Man and sequel on Broadway treatments. Though you would by know that pain. by the way he acts sometimes. Yeah, he cries yeah. like a big baby. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and that can only bring us to the final big list of the season. Big list. Big list. This year's big list. Season. Yeah, season. Tis, Tis the, the season. season to be over. This week. <laughs> now, this this list, Ugly Couch Show's loves of 2010. What each of us loved, what we hated, what we look forward to. This is this is what everyone has to do. It's prerequisite when you have one of these shows. Oh, yeah. So, yep. uh, yeah, just, just so I can pay good attention, put all my notes down, I'll go first. Okay. All right. Three things Three that things. I loved about 2010. My favorite geek moments. That thing. Number one, this was the year that film made some big... Although not necessarily financially well done choices in geek film. Okay. All right. I'm talking about Kick Ass. I'm talking about Scott Pilgrim. I'm Scott talking Pilgrim about. Good. I'm talking about that we have Tron. All right. Even though these films are not the powerhouses they wanted them to be. In fact, Scott Pilgrim just plain out lost money. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but you can't deny that these are great films. Yeah. Respective of their genre. I mean, Tron. Okay, that can be argued whether or not it was great or not. It was good. But it was a Tron movie, and we got it. It was mm-hmm. something we never thought would happen again. Exactly. And not only that, Disney already has the commitment in there to bring two television shows forward on it. They're already a licensed crazy nut with it. So we're going to have Tron for a little while. Nice. So, so applause, applause for taking those chances on yeah, us geeks. Yeah, because they're not really one to take risks for the most Mm-mm. part. Yeah, really. I mean, Kick-Ass, that was... People didn't get it overall, but yeah. the fans did because it was. People are dumb. Well, yeah. It's... Well, but if you're not familiar with the source material, you're probably not going to enjoy it. Well, I wasn't familiar, but I did enjoy the See, movie. See, I wasn't so. familiar with Scott Pilgrim, but you're also I enjoyed a comic it. fan. So. Well, okay. All right. Touché. If you mean that kind of source material, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, Rock Band 3 Pro Mode. Oh, my God. That, a music game that's actually useful. For once, the game yeah. that will actually teach you to play guitar. I got my guitar the other night. I'm already getting better at it from playing this game. Wow. My, my finger dexterity is increasing because of what this game is making me do. One of these days, I'm going to have to play that yeah. game. It's well, brilliant. I'll, I'll yeah, give cause... him an example. He, uh, he played a song in the pro mode, in the practice mode, and I said, okay, so now that you've played this, you know, like three or four times, could you play this on the real guitar? He immediately stood up, went into his room, got his real guitar, came back out, and played it almost exactly. That's creepy. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's good. good. It's that good. It, I yeah. love it. Very good. I was impressed. Uh, kind of part of the news, Harmonix, as you know, was put up for sale by Viacom. It was bought by Harmonix. Harmonix is now an independent studio once again. Nice. And they retain all the rights to Rock Band and Dance Central and all their other titles. Really? So they can go ahead and make new ones. They can continue to support it with DLC. So don't worry about Rock Band going away anytime soon. You're Will nice. they have the the funding and the resources of a large corporation behind them to get the they songs no, that they want? They no longer need it. It's become such a uh, financial boon to the artists to put their music on there that artists are wanting it. 
Love it. So they don't need that MTV pull anymore. So, yeah. And number three, blessing my 20-sided die around the world. Come on. (laughs) Come on. Uh, A 20-sided die that has been baptized the River Jordan. What more could you need? It's probably part on Barry's list, too. Not that it'll ever be played, but, you know. Yeah, Yeah, we'll never see it. Barry's all sitting here butthurt. I don't need need your comments. (laughs) His die now pales in comparison. Like, I took my die around England (laughs) and Scotland and... Todd takes it all over the freaking world. <laughs> all right. Well, the, the Middle East and, and the... Uh, all right. And one hate this year, the crash of the Dorchester Publishing Group, losing the entire leisure horror yeah. line, yeah. and one of my favorite uh, publishing houses of horror material in general. He was Boom. not happy Death. about that. Nah, still still very upset. Still bitter. Yeah. Boom. Mm-hmm. But I look forward to, number one, this next year, I'm probably something might get me more excited, but I doubt it. Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim comes out eleven eleven eleven. So long, folks, but good knowing you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's mine. Eighties, take it. Uh, things that I liked in two thousand ten. Well, first on my my list, having not read the comic, but just totally enthralled with the series Walking Dead. Oh, I yeah, mean, I. I know you just told me that you, you and Barry decided that you were going to do that experiment with me and have me read it after the show came out. Mm-hmm. And I was a little on the fence about it until I saw clips of it at Comic-Con and just was like, wow, this looks really good. Mm-hmm. And it did not disappoint in the slightest. No, you bet. I mean, right up to the finale. And I, then I watched the finale finally after I got back from vacation. And I'm just like, god damn it. Now I have to wait till what, is it March now? I think well, it's so. not get that new episodes. long. That's not that bad. Yeah. I mean, True Blood makes you wait like, every year until the summer. Well, sure. I know it's only three months away, but it's like three months away. <laughs> Let's see. What else? What else? Uh, Back to the Future finally being out on Blu-ray. Aha, is something yeah. that uh, I've been waiting for for a few years now, and uh, they did it well. I mean, gorgeous. It's, it's it's gorgeous. The picture is amazing. Didn't recall the third disc this time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just just issues with the packaging breaking apparently, because they tried some oh, no. they tried some new spring loaded pop in pop out um, packaging for the Blu-ray. See, that, that's why they don't do that shit yeah. because they they are afraid it's gonna yeah, break. You just it does. you got to keep it simple. You know the old acronym KISS. Keep it simple, stupid. You bet. But uh, but yeah, it's it's loaded. Um, it's got some great interviews done. Just I believe last year. Like in in '09, leading up to them doing this release with the principal cast, and uh, just just really well done. All right, number three. Number three was a little iffy with on it at first, but right. uh, grew to love Matt Smith as uh, the new Doctor. Uh-huh. Yeah, in, I agree in the with Doctor that one too. In fact, just mm-hmm. watched the Christmas special and really really enjoyed that one, and I'm. Anxiously awaiting the uh, the continuation of the series here because yeah, I'm uh, very excited because it's coming to the states. Yeah, I saw the clips of it and I eagerly anticipating it. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing I can say. Just right. I'm really, mm-hmm. really, really looking forward to it. So what'd you hate? What was your what was the low point? You know, I I kept bouncing around to this, but I, I ultimately I think it com- the thing that has bothered me the most, at least in in recent weeks, has got to be. Sci-fi canceling Stargate Universe. Oh, really? That was yeah. the, that was the. Two I would part. agree with I, that. I really liked that show. I mean, it didn't grab everybody from the beginning, but I really liked it out of the gate, and it really started to convert mm-hmm. a lot of Stargate fans to liking it as the show progressed. Yeah, and just the acting is superb. 
It's so well done. The effects on a television budget. This show is putting out effects that rival a lot of movies right well, now. Well, it's like nice. BSG when Battlestar yeah. Galactica was out, and that's why I liked it so much. Because but I, I even feel. go so far to say is they've done better with less money than BSG did on the effects, right? Because yeah, they've always run a kind of a shoestring budget with the Stargate franchises. I was very, very disappointed because this series looked like it had a lot of potential. You know, each episode kind of is its own standalone, but involves the overall arcing story. Mm-hmm. And now it looks like we may not get to see the end of this this ambitious story arc that they had in mind. So, Boo. so yeah, that's that's, uh, that, is a, that is a downer. It's yeah, you know, I hate to end with a downer, but uh, but yeah, that's that's my most upsetting thing I think. Uh, that has happened in the geek world this year. All right, to paraphrase John Bember, Bender, what really pumps your nads for 2011? <laughs> um, I'm really, really looking forward to the comic book movies coming out this uh, this year, uh, both Thor and Green Lantern. Um, yeah, it looks good. Saw both of those trailers and had total nerdgasms on both of them. I know uh, some people in this room aren't quite sold on it, but, uh, <laughs> you know. Oh, who's pointing? <laughs> Someone's pointing. Uh, K. <clears throat> No, but uh, I I think they look like they're going to be very well done. I know a lot of people weren't sold on Ryan Reynolds being uh, Green Lantern, but I I don't know. I I think he looks fine in the role. I think he can do a good job with it. I'm going to hold out judgment till I see the whole film, but that's my take on it at this point. Nice. And Thor Thor looks like it's going to be really good as well. Yeah, we saw that extended trailer. I forget yeah. before which was that Harry Potter or something else? I forget. Uh, but it was the first time I seen that. I mean, look, it looks pretty good. Somebody texted me that they're like, like, oh my god, I just saw an unexpected trailer for Thor in the movie theater before my movie. It looks awesome. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's been online for a little while now. All right, Dan, that's, that's my stuff. Nice, that's a fine list, sir. Well, I would have to say that um, one of my favorite things is the second to last installment of the Wheel of Time book. Oh, yes. <laughs> which you do have with you, which yes, you beat bear with regularly. Almost finished reading it. Um, my favorite book series ever of all time, the very first fantasy novel series I got into. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, you know what? Teach the own. What? I will mm-hmm. <laughs> suck it. Anyway, um, I'm very excited to, to finally get the last one in there. I mean, he's. Brennan Sanderson is kind of pumping him out, so he should get it next year. He's a monster. Yeah. Apparently. That that guy, he's got a wife and kids, and he totally has dedicated his life to writing. (laughs) And he hasn't seen them for years, has he? he, (laughs) His wife, they've totally built a life where he actually can write six or more hours a day. Nice. And this guy, he cranks out. He's got his own series as well as that book. He's yeah. got series in the amazing. Well, and, and, and it's, if, it's if you guys haven't seen this book, I mean, this whole series is like this, but this yeah. one book itself is. Yeah, it's a thick book. Yeah. You know how many it's, pages? It's got to be at 860, least three thick. 860 pages. And a couple of the books are over 1,000. Yeah. And it's book number 13. 13 in the series. Yeah. Yeah. You don't happen to know how many pages he can crank out in a day, do you? What's no, I don't. Style? I don't. But, oh, yeah. I mean, he like has the problem. Friends? He only types 18 yeah. words a minute. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, he, he's, he's just, average. He's just yeah, crazy prolific. So, yeah. And he's got interesting ideas, too. One of his ideas he has listed, far future book, he just put two words. Apocalypse. No, post-apocalyptic superheroes. 
Okay, huh. I'm and that's there, like, yeah. and yeah, and that's like a novel idea. So he's doing something where people have superpowers, and there will be a post-apocalyptic environment. Interesting. I have no idea what what beyond that, but wow, yeah, that's that's a fascinating. Called, I think it's called DC Online. <laughs> no, no. Why has nobody thought to do that before? I mean, yeah, well, you know what? Because who would who would they survive have, an apocalypse? Well, people. Yeah. Well, they actually. One yeah. of the cool things, Jeff, is they have. When you think about X Men: Days of Future Past, okay, yeah, which you know, John right. Byrne, Chris Claremont did after Terminator came out. They came up with this wonderful idea, and uh, I'm amazed that that has never been done as like a movie because that would just be incredible. But any anywho, I, we're we're out of turn here. Sorry, Deb, but I just want right. to throw it out. He is. A, uh, a writer's writer. Monster. Nice. All right, what else? The second thing is finally getting the, yes, we're doing another season of Torchwood. Nice. I was and, very excited and doing about it hardcore. that this Yes. Very excited. And um, I was reading a press release that they do have for sure signed on. Um, of course, John Berryman's going to still star in it. Um, Gwen, the lady who plays Gwen Cooper, she's also going to be in it, and so is the man who plays her husband. So the three that are left remaining from the show are going to be in it and i'm very excited nice. about that cool um and it's supposed to take place in dc and L- in los angeles it's going to be completely supposedly torchwood is completely disbanded it no longer exists anywhere they're like this phantom you know organization that used to exist and yeah, yeah. they're going to come to the aid of, of some um organization here in the united states so we'll see how that goes fine no and i think the third one was the Second to last installment of the Harry Potter movies. I was very okay. pleasantly nice. surprised. Pleasantly surprised. Very not so much. But I've read all the books. I love the books. And I think so you kind of needed to do that to enjoy that one. Well, and this is that's why I loved it so Thank much you. because it is the first one that is so close Indicate. to the novel. Mm, that's true. And the problem is, and this is what I was trying to tell him, and he wouldn't listen to me. What? Is that all the very other movies? <laughs> la, la, la. What? What'd you say? All the other movies have cut out so many things, and some of them cut out things that were extremely important to the plot. Yeah. But if you didn't read the novels and know that they, they existed, you would have been kind of lost in some of the things that came up in this film because this yeah. film was so close to the book. A film should stand on like its own without my, a book. Oh, it should not. Oh, snap. When it comes you have to the these, right to your opinion. Your opinion is wrong, these. but you have the right to be wrong. Okay, just like the Twilight films, these oh, movies, these movies <laughs> I'm, all I'm saying is the only reason they exist is because those books have such a huge fan base. And if they okay. deviate from those to a point where they're nowhere near what the books are, mm-hmm. they won't have people watching them. Because the only reason people go see them is because they love the books so much. Okay, mm-hmm. that's true. And they mm-hmm. go back, see it again and again. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. So... These types of things are different than a comic book movie, I think, because these books, the only reason Lord of the Rings there's movies fine. done is because the books got made so much money, it's freaking ridiculous. It's I, not I'm, because the story could make money. I, I could argue about this all night. Anyway. Yes. You can argue but, about anything all night. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somehow I'd lose. I don't, like, I don't get it. <laughs> so, that was number three. Mm-hmm. What didn't you like? I don't know. Um <laughs> the most no. d- disappointing no. thing in geekdom is no. Barry. That's <laughs> I didn't write my novel this year. My feet hurt. I'm trudging around Comic Con in my boots. There comes what I just. <laughs> this is your real thing, huh? When I just did a freaking Comic Con survival guide talking about the importance of wearing yes. comfortable walking shoes. I decided to ignore my own advice. I can do that. It's my prerogative. Mm-hmm. You have but the no, right to be complain wrong. about it when you I do that. I would have to agree with Jeff. I was 
was very upset when I heard about them canceling Stargate Universe oh. because I really enjoyed that show. And I never really watched any of the other Stargate series. I watched some of Atlantis. I watched them all. See, I watched some of Atlantis, but I didn't even really watch it until it was in reruns. And um, I enjoyed it tremendously. And I am very disappointed that they have decided to cancel that Did show. Did anyone else like not kind of feel it coming on when they canceled Caprica? I just felt well, like... except everybody, Caprica had like no following going into the season. Sure. So, but but Stargate Universe did. Stargate Universe had a decent following. I think oh, the problem yeah. is it just doesn't match what their you know the income and the the revenue that they're spending on the show. So they just needed to do something else. And I just it think it's a, ridiculous, but whatever. It had a pretty low Nielsen rating. I don't know why though, because I mean you know because no one's watching. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Because you know they they claim that it was it was one of the more watched shows on Sci-Fi, although <laughs> That's we're true. talking about You're talking balance here. Yeah, we're talking about a, a network that the number one show is a freaking wrestling show. Yeah. You know, science fiction and fantasy based network that the number one show is. But see, they have so many people watching real... that. Why can't they use the money and you know revenue from that to produce Star Universe? Makes uh, no it, sense. it just doesn't work that way in their minds. Battlestar Galactica was like watching a beautiful woman. Stripped naked on a gleaming golden pole and with like <laughs> pizza all over it. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great show. And I'm then listening. they took Caprica. Hold on, there's a metaphor here. Believe me. <laughs> uh, and Caprica is like, hey, let's take that woman and put her somewhere else. And so the first episode, you're like, yeah, we got to watch this hot naked girl again. And it shows her ass on the first episode. And then she just stands there. We're not talking about Caprica. I'm I'm already lost. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> I think Barry got lost too. No, we weren't talking. about He didn't about get Caprica, past the hot chick on the golden pole. Uh huh. Actually, it was the pizza that did me. In. Yeah. I just, mm-hmm. And she just stands there, and that's it. It's just an ass. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, you like change the channel. All right. I, I didn't catch the last few episodes of the season, but apparently, it did get better. Caprica, did you not? No, not Caprica. I I, I watched yes, every jiggle. single episode. Okay. And it was starting to get to a point. Okay. But they were never going to get there anytime uh, soon. And and they weren't going to gain the, the base. That's, that, the, that's so. the difficulty with a prequel. Because everybody knows where it's going. They just don't know how they're going to get there. The problem is they should, have, they should have started closer. They should Whatever have started closer to the characters. Blood and Chrome. Blood and Chrome. That's the one. Because uh, that's a prequel too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, but, it's still, but it has Adama as a grown man. It actually has guns. Well, it has Adama as a grown man. Exactly. More toward like the Clone Wars. Because the problem with Caprica was it was his father and all these yeah. people that you know nothing about and you care nothing right. for. So why do you care about what their backstory is? I want to see Adama. That, right. That's the whole point. That's why people were so excited about Caprica. And it had nothing to do with that. So, ah, you know, and they just totally... Because Adama wasn't stripping with the golden pole. Yeah, and the but he had plenty of pizza. Pizza. See? It's a good metaphor. Mm-hmm. So what are you looking forward to, Deb? I am looking forward to Blizzard releasing a release date for Diablo 3. Oh, oh that's Diablo a fine 3. answer. Yeah. Fine answer. It'd mm-hmm. be great if they released that release date and it is in 2011. Probably be 12. Yeah. But it'd it would probably be, be 12, but it would be nice if they released a release date so we would all know. When our lives end. They'll yes. probably release a release date in 11. I will be they keep, they keep taunting, so we'll see. I don't know. And they'll delay it more and more and more. We need that Chinese Blizzard leak. I have a shit. friend. I have a friend who actually played um, parts of the game. Oh, he got to play it with the demos. Yeah, they were talking three years ago because he worked for Blizzard <laughs> and they were testing bits of it three years ago. <laughs> yeah, 
And he said, this will blow your mind. Mm-hmm. Well, at least they take their time and do things right. You're going to mainline this what game. What they did is they put it on the, <laughs> on the back burner and put more money into Warcraft. That's because that's their cash cow. <laughs> yes, but they need to stop putting money into that damn game because it's sucking the life out of millions of people in the world. Yeah, and Titan's not going to help at all, is it? No. <laughs> Barry! Civilization Barry. V! <laughs> all right. Civilization V is the greatest game released in 2010, and if you're not playing it and you have a PC... What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> really? I, I got all this shit on my plate, man. I'm getting that's no excuse. See, I, no, I do that. Feeding yourself, clothing yourself, bullshit. Civ <laughs> five. That's, that's right. all you need. <laughs> you don't need sleep. One more tornitus, you'll be good. There are kids in Asia dying over their computer games, Dave. The least you could do is try. <laughs> Everybody's missing Barry's girlfriend giving him the stink eye when he says you don't need anything else. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> I, I, I look you right in the eye. Uh huh. <laughs> well, except maybe a couple Somebody other people. Somebody's not on the sofa tonight. It's a general statement. Yeah. All right. But you get the idea. Civ Five just sucked me right in, and I'm still playing it. Like I, I'll try to like get stuff done quickly, so I can just go play Civ Five, just for maybe ten minutes. Yeah. Just for right. a few turns. Ten just for minutes. a few turns. No, I can do that now yeah. if I figure it out. Yeah. Let's just say he had all intentions of editing another episode this weekend. <sighs> I hate you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, actually, I had a... No, I'm, later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Civ Five was an was a excellent game. It is an excellent game. And they just released some new stuff for it, and they're fine-tuning it still. Uh, the community loves it. I love it. Go buy it. Um, the second thing, I think, would be uh, kind of what Todd said. He blessed his dice in the River Jordan, and I blessed my 20-sider all over the holy sites of England. Yes. Stonehenge, uh, got it outside uh, the, the Glenfiddich Distillery, which is a Tower holy of site. London. Tower of London. Mm-hmm. Um, Crown Jewels. Crown Jewels, Bal- Balvini Tower, just all over the place. And you can see that, uk.uglycatshow.com. I think they're still up. Yeah, they're still yeah. up. Yeah. It's still up. I was very happy about that. I think also this year I was very, that was personal, but I was kind of happy in general for the community for what I think is, at least in my perception, a resurgence in D&D. Uh, it seems like millionaires of the coast are getting their shit together, really marketing this thing the right way, releasing the red box again, getting new people involved, D&D encounters, and part of that, well, Dwarven Forge has a has a bit. Did you, know, you think Dwarven Forge has something to do with that? A little, a little bit of Dwarven Forge. <laughs> I had to go buy a shelving unit for the Dwarven Forge sets we have now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But ladies and gentlemen, too much room in our let it be. Uh, let it be a testament to the to the um, 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 girlfriend geekery of Deb that she actually went out and bought shelving units for the Dwarven Forge. <laughs> you know what this means. We got more room for more Dwarven Forge. Uh, no. <laughs> for those of you out f- not familiar, Dwarven Forge is polystone sets. Oh, they're beautiful. They're uh, beautiful. 3D full-on stone maps that you build yourself and are modular so you can bring your little adventure heroes and Dungeons and Dragons in a beautiful setting. Mm-hmm. You say that now, but the first thing you said to me was, it's a dollhouse for boys. It is, and you I'm still buying a dollhouse furniture for it. <laughs> <laughs> And he still comes over to your place to play with it. Yes, that's right. That's right. Everyone likes my dollhouse reward. Can I play with your Dwarven Forge? Maybe. <laughs> Can I play with your Dwarven Forge? That's right. Nobody will be coming into Todd's house to see it, so he's safe. <laughs> that's right. Well, we that's don't have room for gaming in here. Yeah, we barely have room for us. What? Come There's on, plenty could, of shelf space above this television. We could put the couch back in the back and just put up a big prop table in the middle and 
Yeah, I would say other things. I was, were very, it was very close, though. That was, yeah. my, that was my top three. No, uh, no. What I really did well, not like this Walking year... Walking Dead. Yeah, but Walking Dead, obviously. Again, it's a top <laughs> thing. Um, the thing I did not like this year... Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. <laughs> we joke about it. I seriously can't stand this thing. It's going to be terrible. <laughs> it's great for comic relief, but that's about it. Much like an Uwe Boll film, it kind of does hurt the industry a little bit. I wonder who's going to be the first martyr from that show. That's going to oh. die, and it's just going to be a you know a memorial to why the show should have never been made. <laughs> it's terrible to think about, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. That show is going to kill somebody. It is going to kill somebody. <sighs> so you're looking forward to in 2011 more turn off the dark news? You bet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'm looking forward to. Star Wars: The Old Republic, because Bioware. Really? Oh yes, Bioware's doing yes, it. You know, I'm very excited. I know they're doing it, but you usually have a lot of trepidation when it comes to MMOs, regardless of uh, what you they know, are. You know what this is? Yeah. This is uh, uh, hopefulness. Okay. Well, see right if, if they Whoa. if they use some of the the good story that they have in Clashes Jedi Knights: The, the Old Republic, the video games that they've done. Uh-huh. I think it'll be good. The I'm old... excited. I really want to see what they've done with it. They tread a fine line with me, though. Because all, for all this hope, there's an equal amount of bile that's being held back. So <laughs> ready I'm to be unleashed. Wow. Like Star Trek Online, oh I was God. very hopeful. Boy, were you ever! Hopeful. I think I played a total of I maybe admit, four hours that game. Yeah, that. Yeah, I made it to Admiral. You guys Fuck, were. You bought uh, a lifetime subscription. I yeah, did. they still have it. I can play it anytime I wish. <laughs> and then, and then I with, just choose not to, which is good enough for me. When I got to the top, and I said, "Is this all there is?" Because you got there in like three days. Yeah. All right, Major. Spun around. No, but I, okay, could you, I is know. Is there all there is? Is there I know people more? who play World of Warcraft, no. and it takes them two weeks to get, you know, from level 60 to level 70. And there's lots to it see It took him do. three days, and it, and it was not like that was the only thing he was doing with his time. He was out running errands. We were, you know. We're doing things. Hanging out. We're, we're doing stuff, and he yeah. still finished the game. But it's consensus, days. pretty much, that when an MMO, MMO gets released, it get re- gets released broken, and about within a, six months to a year, it gets. But that was ridiculous. Fixed. That was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. All right, so it, it ridiculous. might be good now. Yeah. Well, I am hopeful for uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic because it looks really good. Um, they released a lot of information about it. The community isn't negative about it like they were with a lot of MMO stuff. Yeah, Bioware um, gets gets a lot of uh, leeway. Yeah, a lot of leeway because they're a good company. Yeah, and. I'm just anxious for a Star Wars MMO that doesn't suck. Nice. So. Isn't Bioware the one? Did they do? They did Bioshock, didn't they? No, no, no. 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 We did Bioshock. Uh, oh my God. This. I don't know. How do I not know this? We don't know. We don't know. Whatever. <laughs> game reporters. We don't know. Damn it. We don't know. Yeah. Top totally three. The Dead Dead Raider. Two K Games released it, but uh, I can't remember um, that one company. Love it. All right. We'll get back to that. I was out of commission for most of this year, but for the few times I was able to get up for air, uh, let's see, I would have to say Toy Story 3. Nice. Good choice. That was, that was, I like that one. That, that was an amazing conclusion. That made me cry in an airplane, for God's sake. Aww. Yeah. An airplane, huh? Oh. Ah. Close I actually went, this is the first time I, you know. Not that much of a kid person. It's the first time a friend of mine has a three-year-old daughter, and I was visiting, and we went and saw it. And it was it was rather enjoyable. She actually was really scared of the bear. 
Because he was yeah, just anything peak is automatically evil. Dude, that's friggin' dark. <laughs> yeah, the they bear is one, evil. They at one point embraced their death mm-hmm. in the movie. Oh yeah. yeah, as like as in like we will march onward into oblivion. Yes, Christ. <laughs> It was good. Yep. You didn't did you even you didn't even see it. It was good. No, Barry's like thin fit. Wow. Thin fit. All right. <laughs> what else are Oh, uh, uh, let's see. Oh, I have to throw in Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> Despite <laughs> all of its technical glitches that were <coughs> ungodly ungodly frustrating. The the storyline was beautiful. The voice acting was great. Character oh, development yeah. all over the place. And they actually did va- <laughs> They did this, at least the surrounding areas of Vegas really, really well because I drive that freaking <laughs> I fi- stretch of I-15 twice a day, four days a week. And I tell you, they, they nailed shit. Yeah. <laughs> that was a that, that recognition is special for us here, without a doubt. <laughs> it's pr- pretty funny when you can tur- turn on a game and within the first 15 minutes you go to a place where you go to work for it. (laughs) (laughs) Go to work and say, oh my God, there's that turn. Oh my God, that looks like the mountain range. Oh my God, I'm getting eaten by giant ants. (laughs) (laughs) For our listeners, I'll have you know there is no school of Elvis impersonation on the Vegas Strip, though there should be. Although it's probably not as public as... Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a black ops kind of thing. Oh, okay, I'm just not aware of it. Right? Yeah, black ops. Tell the DL. Come on now, get with it. Do you have another one, sir? Oh, I have to go with the promotional uh, uh, vids of the 3DS. Oh, really? I am very very curious. The static, huh? I'm not sure, but I'm not just curious. I'm Max Stack. I'm really really curious. I, I hear the technology is amazing. Yeah. the te- Japanese technology. That's where the shit's at. <laughs> but I, I have that. high hopes. I have high hopes for seeing Mario's ugly head in 3D. <laughs> on a and recoiling in horror. <laughs> in recoiling in horror, yes. But I have really... This is sort of in what the look in 2011, but that just the when they released the what their idea was for the 3DS and actually got people to play with it. it really... Yeah. Really makes me salivate. So what didn't you like? Oh, kind of... Let's see. In the movie direction, too much 3D. Yeah? Yeah. I just can't stand it. You got your saturation point now? If it's not made for 3D, don't make it 3D. Oh, no kidding. Clash of the Titans blew in that regard. I I agree with you on that one. I heard Clash of the Titans blew in a lot of regards. That's true, too. (laughs) Wow. It didn't help, though. And funny thing is, I, I saw... The first time I saw Toy Story 3 was in 3D. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, okay, it's 3D, it's cool. Then I saw it on, the, on a regular screen. I was like, the 3D didn't really add anything, no. didn't give yeah. anything for it. So it was just it's not like difficult. Avatar where it was kind of like... Yeah, Avatar oh was God. made for it. And what, like Piranha's Drawn, 3D? Yeah. I haven't seen no, it, but... Yeah, Piranha was actually added too, so... Was it? Yeah. Oh, never mind. Yeah, but Piranha in 3D... Come but on. that is supposed to be kind of cheesy, though. Yeah, yeah that, that that movie was mm. what it was supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> and what are you looking forward to, man? I am looking forward to, hopefully George Lucas won't screw with this again, but Star Wars Original Series on Blu-ray. Ah. Fall, <laughs> fall 2011, I'm, uh, I'm hopeful. The eternal I'm, optimist, sir. Yeah, yeah, wow. what can I say? Fool. Every year I wait. And 
<laughs> Every year I cry. cry. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot resist the dark side. Mm. Can I add something to my list? Which one? I forgot. Bioshock 2. It was a good game. Yeah? Yeah. You're adding 2 to your list? Impressive. Yeah, I liked Bioshock 2. It was like the, the game that didn't disappoint when everyone expected it to. Yeah. And um, I felt it was a little short compared to the first one, but it's still... Right. It's still played... played. I love that game because it's beautiful. And I love the music in that game. And the fact that you just get to, I don't know, hit things with a freaking... Drill. Drill. It's awesome. It's always always a good fine thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, Commander K. Dum-dum-dum. What is your list? Um... Wow, that was we like that. that was for you. <laughs> well, ominous enough for you. Boy, oh boy. Uh, okay. Well, let's see. What did I? Well, first off, I'll go ahead and uh, kick off with um, a <clears throat> Gamma World um, Fourth Edition RPG. Um, yes, the RPG tabletop RPG. It's really funny. RPG. Uh, side note: About a month or two ago, you asked me about. DC RPG yeah. coming out, and I started going off on something, talking to you about it, and it only occurred to me like a week or two later, you were talking about DC Online. No, no, I was talking about the, the tabletop. You, were you talking yeah, about the tabletop? Yeah. Because I saw the online, and I'm like, shit, that's what he was talking about. Because mm-hmm. I was going off on the tabletop game, which, by the way, I still say, you know, worthwhile getting. Okay. But um, I'll say Gamma World. I, uh, um, I, I like 4th Edition. Uh, D&D system. The Gamma World system is a pared-down one for that. It's very funny. As uh, as I've managed to establish the past couple of months here on the show, I, I take my cheese very seriously. Oh, yeah. And uh, Gamma World, this edition, um, this edition is fun. It does have the cheese, but it is actually very fun, very entertaining, and I think they did a very good job. I look forward game. to playing it. I cracked open the expansion, uh, which came out uh, about a week ago, and uh, there's a whole other table of Mutant Origins, so you guys will be rolling on two tables when we get nice. this rolling. Yes. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to running it for, the, for you guys, and uh, I've enjoyed what they've done. Pared down 4th edition system, use of uh, mutations... They threw in card things, you know. They probably got handed down from on high. Throw in a collectible card thing. They didn't make it full-on collectible. They did make randomized boosters, and actually the way they did it, I approve of and I think works. All right. So I, I can't be too upset about that. The boosters so, aren't random? Hmm? The boosters aren't random? The boosters yeah. are. Okay, okay. They Just are Just not random. collectible. It, it, but not yeah, yeah, It's not like they're uh, super rares and all that stuff. So. Interesting. Yeah. Um, let's see. So another thing that I... Oh, oh, God. Uh, already I'm starting to blank. Let's oh, see. No, um, I saw Toy Story 3. I did enjoy that. I uh, I actually enjoyed Despicable Me. Oh, that, that was, was fun. That was a very fun... I uh, wanted to see that. Uh, I haven't fr- gotten a chance. A friend of mine uh, I, uh, pulled me to it. the Trop okay. and Pecos Dollar Cinema. <laughs> for Fair Theater. And, uh, yes, uh, by, in Vegas... Bad. The pinball used pinball to be. Used to be. Yeah, okay. where it used to be. In Vegas, go to Trop and Pecos, folks. It's a nice little theater, second run, uber cheap shows, and they, they do a they, nice concession stand. They do a great job there. Patronize that place. Um, so I'll say, uh, I'll say um, just uh, those movies in general and uh, other thing that I liked. I will have to say... Uh, gaming in general, tabletop g- gaming in general. I've always enjoyed the social aspects of it, mm-hmm. and uh, this year was a very bad year for me. And the friendships that I have through tabletop gaming alone 
were very important towards carrying me through that. There was a period where I had to vanish from the scene and people kept the chair open for me to come back and there is no expressing how important that is. The friendships were very, very valuable. So, and, <clears throat> and my father knew the importance of these friendships and these people to me. And so he also knew that I was well cared for. So I will, the other thing I'll have to say is just uh, tabletop gaming and the friendships there. My Monday night crowd, my Wednesday night crowd, and my occasional Friday night crowd. So uh, that's the other thing that I, that I really loved. Um, one of the problems going last is that other people will sometimes jump on your shit and uh, <laughs> like Daverator. So, because my my list was going to my my despise was gratuitous use of 3D wow. as well. That <laughs> was okay just to second like, that. That's okay. Oh yeah, it's boy, big enough. you know because I, I I talked to you guys earlier when I saw Avatar. Um, I just loved what Cameron did with it. Yeah, it there cool. is a man who knows how to make a movie. Um, whatever story he may tell, he knows how to make a movie. And his yeah. use of 3D it was just it was amazing. I saw Tron today, just an hour before really? I got here. And uh, I enjoyed that. I really loved the little touch, you know. Real World was 2D, and then Tron yeah. World was 3D, yeah. you know. Whoa. And uh, and the use... the I, And I love artificial environments. I love the, the, the original Tron. I just loved, uh, even today looking back on it, because... Constructing an artificial environment for film, I think, is very, very cool. And I understand you can't do that for every movie. Um, if you ever get a chance, try to Google search something called Cup of Tears. This is a director who's trying to scare up some uh, interest in a film. And this uh, movie, he did you know, one of those little trailers that the, a lot of people are now doing trailers for movies they haven't made to yeah, scare yeah. up interest on YouTube. And Cup of Tears is like the samurai space epic, and this guy and th this guy has influences from like Sin City and stuff like that. Just computer overlays, everything is touched up. Their com combination of live action, CGI, animation, and I love that approach to filmmaking. Um, another thing I would add to a movie I love like was uh, oh uh, here here's a despise, the failure of Scott Pilgrim. Ah, because yes. that was an extremely experimental movie, mm -hmm. and um, it uh, not a lot of people going was very disappointing. Because that's where I want film to go. Sure, is you've got this medium where you can manipulate things visually, Absolutely. and it's a crime when people want to. You know, I mean, I hate to offend a lot of artsy fartsies, but I think it's a crime when a movie is just about two people sitting and talking. Bam. Stuff should happen. Yeah. So, but do it well. Like you know? uh, two girls, one cup of tears. Absolutely. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Man. He's broken. Yeah. I, did. I, did. I saw the where Ralph the dog watched that with Kermit, and uh, it was funny because Ralph was like, "What? I'm a dog. We do that all the time." Okay. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Where was I? Uh, oh, looking forward. Okay. Um, once again, going last, people jump on you. I agree with Jeff. I'm looking forward to the superhero movies. You know, if the uh, superhero movies, we've gone back and forth. So you get your Superman, and then things go for crud. Then you get your first Batman, which you know, 
was, was elevated at all. Yes, exactly. And then you know, then you get the Batman the, the last Batman of that particular cycle, which brings it all down again. So, but we had you know uh, th- that year with, with Iron Man and Dark Knight, um, which were just um, two gorgeous, just an absolute, just yeah. the, uh, probably the year for superhero movies. Oh, yeah. And I don't see an artistic mm-hmm. peak in equaling that. But nevertheless, I still see room for an incredible amount of superhero fun. Um, I'm the trailer. Uh, I'm the person Jeff's referring to, people. <laughs> the, 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 the Green Lantern trailer, I'm loving the effects. I'm loving how they're depicting all of that. Um, uh, and I love Ryan Reynolds as an actor. Uh, you know, and now that he's you know left Scarlett Johansson, I I, I love him as a person too, but, um, <laughs> which I actually should stop joking about. That's in bad taste. But anyway, um, the, what I'm seeing is sort of the portrayal of Hal Jordan. It, it you know he it doesn't quite jive with what I've seen. But I will also say I personally have think he's up against some tough competi- competition because. The, the the cartoon Justice League interpretation of John Stewart I think oh, was yeah. fantastic. I remember going into that just thinking John Stewart, wow, talk about the blandest yeah. Green Lantern, holy mackerel! And they actually made him one hell of a badass character and gave him depth. Um, and um, so as Green Lanterns go, that's what Ryan Reynolds is actually up against. Well, and I've heard quite you a know? few comments that when the Green Lantern showed the trailer, people went. When the Green Lantern become white? <laughs> Which that's oh boy, that's fun. That is good. So, but wow. I, I'm still looking forward to it. I've heard criticisms of like, oh, the costume looks like it's been CGI'd, and it's like, for what I see, it looks like a costume that is manufactured by some kind of energy property. Yeah. It, it looks very good. Yeah. So it I am looking forward sense. to that. Green Lantern is one of my favorite DC heroes. I'm looking forward to Thor. So that. Um, is really that will be really exciting and very oh, yeah. cool. So I am looking forward to the superhero movies as they come up. Nice. Side so. note, really quick before I forget, have they mentioned when they're going to start doing the next Batman movie? I think they start filming this year. So twenty twelve. Yeah, so. yeah, it's slated for twelve. Yeah. Nice. That would if you're be looking awesome. to cast in, well, you're looking late. real ahead. No. What are you looking for in two thousand twelve? They're dead. <laughs> Sadly, probably. Diablo 3. <laughs> I just want to skip the odd years. I like even years better. Probably. I'm Chris looking Nolan forward to Diablo 3 Batman. in 2013. Yeah. <laughs> to what? Diablo 3 in 2013. 2012. Come on now. Now, how about you, uh, I want to know what you have on your list. On, our, uh, on this episode of the podcast, there's a comments button. Put on there. What three things you're looking for? What thing did you... Well, sorry. What three things did you like? One, one thing did you hate? What one thing you're looking for? I want to know what you think. Farmville so, 2. Farm right? harder. You're, you're a jackass. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Wow. So, yeah. so right there, <laughs> click that comments button and let me know what you think. But if you got something to say that isn't that, yeah, you got a comment about the show, write to us at comments at uglycouchshow.com. And, or you can put that little comment section too, but I want your opinions. But uh, that's all for this year of Geek yes. Shock. Yeah. So uh, until next year, I am Master Torgo. I am Dr. Vlog. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Dave Raider. And Deb. Uh, yeah, next year. We'll see you next year. We know we'll we're going to see you in 2011. Why 2010? Why you ruin the year? What? They'll see you. They'll see you. They'll see you. But I'm not wearing any clothes. I want them to see me. I, 
I don't oh, is that, that what that is? is? That's terrible. Well, I was trying to go for that Ryan Reynolds thing. Wait for it to be CGI green. No, that oh, doesn't boy. work when we're sitting in your living room. And you need some ointment yeah. for that. I need more memory for After Effects to do that. I need some beads <laughs> for my eyes. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.